everybody, and welcome to episode 108 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are finally, from our side of things, flashing back to 2009's Micmacs. This film was directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. I believe, was this his first movie post-Amelie, a very long engagement than this? Does that sound right? Yeah, that's correct. Those first two were pretty pretty well seen in the U.S., and he hasn't been very well seen since. I remember this getting good reviews, but I guess he's only made one other feature for theater since this movie, which is a shame. Yeah. But uh, Lauren picked this movie for us as a flashback, so I'm going to let her tell us why she chose it. And we'll go from there. Um, I remember really liking this movie when I first saw it. Uh, I mean, I still enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. But like in the scale of those three movies that you just mentioned, and of the four of his films I have seen, this is third best. I think I might actually put A Very Long Engagement first, which is probably not common for most people because Amelie tends to no, be the I favorite. No, I might agree with you there. Okay, so it goes, yeah. So Max would be third, and then way below that is Alien Resurrection. <laughs> which mm. we don't need to talk about that one. But um, like I still enjoy this movie a lot, but or not me a lot. I'll give it a three out of five. But I, the way I remembered it was like if Jean-Pierre Junet or Junot, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's French. If he directed like a Brothers Bloom type movie is how I remembered mm-hmm. this movie. Like, it felt a like whim- a Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, like a whimsy. I just remember there being a, yeah, a whimsy to it that I really enjoyed. But now it's like, I don't know. It was fine, but... I don't think I found the characters as charming as I used to, especially in comparison to like Amelie, which I watched after. Like I watched Amelie immediately after watching this one to be like, I still like that movie a lot, don't I? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's enjoyable, but not his best. I do love the soundtrack. He always tends to have good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first time I had seen it, and I actually really liked it quite a bit. I think it goes on a little too long. I don't know. The last thirty minutes seemed. A bit stretched out but i don't know i i think that middle hour is like fantastic as they're pulling all their schemes and i appreciated the i mean he's definitely going for like as close to a silent film as possible with the movie like there's so much it's told through montage and the slapsticky shenanigans of everything there's even like those sequences where they're speaking gibberish yeah, yeah. It's um I Which really I I would that. not have known that was gibberish like cuz I, I don't I don't speak French but I would not have known <laughs> if it hadn't said gibberish in the subtitles. So it's like oh, I don't know if it said gibberish in mine. Yeah, I didn't remember seeing gibberish either. You had a special one. And I think at one point it sounded like one of them was maybe pretending to be like Chinese or something. It's like, "Well, I don't know about that." <laughs> well, the, the 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 matriarch of the the homeless family was named Mama Chow, for, but she did not seem of Asian descent to me. But um, That was just because she was in charge of the food. A food. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like I sense. said, I wish there had been a little more depth to some of the other characters. Like, it felt like a lot of the guys, not to say it's guys over girls that found mm-hmm. importance, but it seemed like they had a little more something to their character and the females didn't have as much. Like the calculator, she was good mm. for a few lines. Yeah, she deserved to the, fuck somebody. Like, she the, was yeah. so horny. And then yeah. she just doesn't get any in the end. But then the uh, the contortionist was also like, her whole thing was like, I want this guy to like me. It's like, no, be, be independent. Do your own shit. 
I don't know if it was so much that as just she wanted to be like have part her of the worth crew. value mm-hmm. higher than it was maybe and yeah I she wanted to be part of, like I I will say out of all the stuff I remember about this movie I love her performance a lot I think she's a great just her expressions and everything she's mm-hmm. a great actress yeah has she got to do much else I'm not sure I wonder I'll if she was like hired to be because of her contortionist skills and then she turned out to be like oh you're I mean she she's definitely had what he was going for here you know like the big she can say so much without saying anything yeah i don't know i i it looks like she has a decent amount of stuff on her imdb page okay that's good i'm glad she's still working but yeah uh i mean i I, out of those three i guess four have you has anybody seen city of lost children or is that the name of it that is and i have not and Delicatessen, neither of those, Mm-mm. his other two features. I've always meant to, but I haven't. Yeah, I've always meant to see them too. And I've just never, I've, I have I know there's a lot of people that write for City of Lost Children out there. It's, it's got Ron Perlman in it, Ben, if that's going to convince you to watch it. Yeah, I would say of the four I've seen, I'm with you in placing it. I think our rankings are the same. I think of a, a very long engagement, the last time I watched it, I remember just being very impressed at how well mm-hmm. it held up. And, and any just, movie that has Marion Cotillard in it, you know. <laughs> yes, has a assassin on top of that. <laughs> like the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt more epic than Amelie. And uh, it was interesting to see. This film feels ep- more epic than Amelie as well, even though it's contained to mm-hmm. Paris. But it again, it brings it back down into this... I don't know. He does a great job of just mixing it up at every turn. And there's a new location every two minutes that they're messing around with. And I also enjoyed the balls of the opening sequence, which is just like, yep, he's dead. And then, yep, he got shot in the head. Yeah, it just it goes from zero to 60. (laughs) I just love it's like, do they really do that when they like send the personal effects home to the family? Do they also put a shot of their like dead body in there? Like, oh, that's yeah. I hope they don't. (laughs) French people are just weird when it comes to the dead. (laughs) And that was like the I I would argue the opening was probably well. I would say the opening is probably the best part of the movie because it does have that. And then you're just like, oh man, this guy's life seems so rough after you know his dad's death. And then he gets shot. You're just like, fuck, man. How could this get worse? It's like, oh, he could have been a vegetable. That's how it would have been worse. they but went with a like, better option of leaving that bullet gets, in. Then he loses his job, and then, you know, he loses his house. It's like, Jesus Christ, give this guy a break. He got his beanie back. That's true. <laughs> that, that probably made everything right with the world at that point. Mm-hmm. So, John, what do you think? I liked, similar to what you guys said, well... Uh, additionally i've never seen anything else by him so it's hard i i can't compare i don't have that context um i haven't seen amelie which i guess is his most famous one yeah i mm-hmm. think so um but i did love the whimsy i did love um the sound like the score as well and i just love the tone um it made me think that maybe i should give foreign films <laughs> more of a chance I always have that feeling. Yeah, but I mean, it's very much. You should definitely give more of Jean Pierre Jeunet's yeah, films like, a chance. I definitely if you enjoyed this. Amelie he does have a style. Engagement. They're mm-hmm. great movies. Mm-hmm. But I would not say all foreign films fall into this t- tonal. <laughs> no. he, he's his, he's very much his own style. I feel like. But Ben, have you seen Amelie or Very Long Engagement? No, and this was my first of the bunch, and I mean. But you saw Alien Resurrection. Yeah, okay. 
Yes. All the whimsy in that movie. Oh my god. It's like that also had Ron Perlman. Oh. Yeah, so it only goes up from here for you. <laughs> oh god, that movie was so bad. This I thought was like I thought it was okay. I could see why someone would really, really dig it. And I, I do like the the kind of the the silent film vibe that it's going for. I do think that's really cool. I don't know though. I mean, it just it didn't click for me. I'm not really sure why maybe just because i hate the french i don't know (laughs) i mean and i i think it i think it's weird it's like it's this movie that i feel like i should have liked more but i don't really know why i didn't so it's one of those i would definitely recommend it to people who are like oh should i watch it and be like yeah it's definitely worth seeing yeah i think another problem i had with it was just like like these people as soon as they went in and like drugged that one guy Mm-hmm. And like he could have lost his job or not, he didn't, but he could have. It's like these aren't the best people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really, they really aren't. Yeah, they're just up to some shenanigans, guys. It's true, but you know me. I, as someone who is always afraid of getting in trouble and is a by the book person, shenanigans are rough. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. We were playing. I, I quit a game we were playing with friends the other day <laughs> because. It was one of those games where you have to lie and, like, be deceitful. And so the first there was, like, a rule thing that I was not made clear to me. So my strategy was thrown off because I didn't understand the rules. And then I got frustrated. And then I was like, wait, I played this game before. And I just don't like this whole deceitfulness. Like, I play video games (laughs) straight through as being as good as possible. I think I can't play any of these new fangled card games (laughs) where you have to be lying and convincing other people to murder them what you have to do is practice playing through the video games as like the good guy and then you have to just be a total asshole in a second playthrough just be like that's what i always did with mass effect but then there was that one point where it's like do you want to commit genocide i was like i still can't do it (laughs) (laughs) there are lines that will never be crossed i think something that like as the, the ensemble here is fun but both the amelie and a very long engagement ben have Audrey Tateau at the at the center of the movie, and yes, this movie has a lead in I'm dropping his name, uh, Basile, but he's very much a blank slate. I think I would be I would yeah I would he's recommend just more w- reacting to the things around him than having an initiative yeah like there's sense. there's much more of a story going on in both of those other movies as well. I think based on that, you are like not turned off by the style of this movie. I would definitely give one of those two a shot to see if you could um, yes. connect with those other. Because, like, I, Lauren and I both agree, those are superior films to this one as well. So. well right now, he has a 50% success rate with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think another thing that bothered me with this movie was, like, I actually had to watch it a second time because I, like, to write out the plot of what exactly was happening and who was connected to who. <laughs> Like whose name was whose? <laughs> like, yeah, those two, the two villains almost look too alike. It took me like half the movie, I think, to realize. Oh wait, there's two things. I, I don't know. Like, I agree. It's, I wouldn't have gotten that. Does one of them kind of look like John Goodman? <laughs> like a little bit. No, but I, I guess I, <laughs> I. It would have taken. It probably would have taken me a while to realize there were two different ones at first. But if he hadn't mm-hmm. seen like the two different buildings right across from each other, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were they were pretty samey. And I mean, the production design does a good job of distinctifying the 
I just made up a word there. <laughs> the two spaces. I mean, it comes together, but for a minute there, if you're watching it late at night and you're not fully awake, it can feel a little like, aren't these the same? They both have glasses. One's a little younger. One's a little stubble. I don't know. Well, plus then you have the whole um, the group of guys coming in who are like helping out a dictator or someone is like, wait, how mm-hmm. are they connected to this story again? <laughs> so it definitely gets a little confusing there if you're not paying the most attention. Yeah, and the middle of the movie is just a whirlwind too. Of yeah. Just like scheme after scheme after thing. And then like, I'm, you're kind of like, I'm not sure exactly what's happening. I get there, but it's just, it's fun and fast paced and mm-hmm. easy to watch. So, and I think the, I also bought into the romance between the, the two leads. They don't do anything really specific. It, it's just kind of like, hey, we're hanging out and bonding and then by the time he's singing that little song with Helium, you're like, oh, they're adorable together. <laughs> I love the part when he's um, asking the two, I don't know what they're called, but like sex performers, more or less. Mm-hmm. Like when he's help- asking them for help to get into the one guy's building or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she just appears out of the coat pile next yeah. to him. It's like, how did she get there without him noticing? <laughs> it's like, I don't understand that setup, but I'm accepting it. <laughs> I've never been more jealous of someone's physical abilities and my lack of <laughs> until that moment. In the sex scene? John, no. Because John would be a coat in all sorts of strip clubs. No, that wasn't what I was implying. I just, just the ability to hide away in like... You wish you were a better creeper is what you're saying. No, I'm, uh, I'm going to shut up. Sorry, John. I'm sorry. What do you want to hide from? I just want to be able to bend over and touch my toes. Like that's all I want. <laughs> that would be nice, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to that. Get your daily stretches in, guys. Every day, stretching's important. Ah, pull the hammy. It's just thinking about it. <laughs> but I just going through my notes. I just keep going back to wishing we knew more about the other people. Like we have this mm-hmm. off offhand like story about how Mama Chow. Like, lost her home and everything because her Mm -hmm. children disappeared in a maze Mm -hmm. and were never found again. It's like, is this... No, this is a a crossover with us. Yeah. (laughs) They're just in some underground tunnel somewhere. No one will ever find them. You know the catacombs under there? That's where they are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the weird... Yeah, like, especially for the other movies that are so built upon... uh, his. Doing flashback montages. Yes, we're like built on getting to know the history of all these other people. Yeah, it's like why... basically the point of both those movies. I just was watching it. It's like, I don't understand why all these people are homeless. I need to have a story to be like, and this is how they got here. Which I understand it can happen very easily to anyone, but... And it's also interesting, and I think a good thing too, that he, he does not play them for sympathetic, like... You're not supposed to feel sad for them Mm-mm. that they're homeless. You're, you're always supposed to be like, wow, this is a great Having, community yeah, family of like, people. Yeah, you feel like it's a heartwarming kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, they ha- they had to buy those jerseys with some money, so who knows? <laughs> I enjoyed the bit where he was acting like he was, he was busking, like he was singing on the other side of the pole of the woman who was actually singing, and then he was getting the money. That it was made like me one of the so first mad. times he was trying to... Well, he gave, he gave it all Oh, back I know. Eventually, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> the bit I liked, like, kind of like that the most was when he's, like, spying on the one guy, like, when he's cleaning the window. 
Mm-hmm. And then he sees oh, him, and then he just pretends to like be like looking at himself in the window, popping a pimple. It's like nice, <laughs> smooth. And then he even wiped the window again, like he had popped his pimple onto the window. <laughs> Not that I've ever had experience doing that with mirrors. Like. Oh, it's happened. <laughs> Danny Boone played Basile, the leader, or not the leader, the, the the main guy. Protagonist. Yeah, protagonist. And he definitely feels, you can see why he fits the, like, again, why he fits for this movie for Jeanette is, you know, he, he has, he could be a Charlie Chaplin type. He, he keeps it interesting for the, like, even if I felt this movie dragged a little bit towards the end. But I think it drags once it starts focusing on the villains at the end of the movie more than the crew. Like, the crew is just all of a sudden yeah. out of the picture I think, for that last yeah. heist. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But I think I think the ending with them is really cool. Or, like, you know, they think they're somewhere in the Middle East and then... Oh, yeah. It's yeah. totally... I like how that was uh, that their was plan really cool. B. That was a very, very intense plan B. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, was, what would plan A have been, like, all yeah. the way through? And, like, were they just standing there for, like, eight hours or something with hair dryers just making noises and stuff? <laughs> how long yep. were they actually doing that? The whole time. They're committed. They're very committed. I mean, what better do they have to do? That was a great little reveal, though. Yeah, I appreciated was. that. It perked me back up at the end. I was like, oh, look, they're, the shenanigans are happening again. Yeah, might be a little disrespectful to other cultures, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a they weren't bit. being disrespectful. Just, I don't just... know. Just with wearing... I, off the top of my head, I completely forgot what the garment is called. Burka. Thank you. I didn't know if that was disrespectful or not. It might be. <laughs> But it was to get back at people. I was happy to see Dominique Pinon. He uh, is the kind of the I don't know the shorter dude with the square head. I thought you were gonna say he's one of the um, Jean Pierre Junet like yes. mainstays. I think he's in all four of the movies that we've. Mama said Chow we've was seen anomaly. Was she? Mm-hmm. Was she like one of the town? Folk? She was like the landlord. Okay. Our landlady. I, I think my favorite person, though, was the muscular old dude. The little guy who made all the little things. And then, like, he could carry boxes. Yeah, like I want to no hear his origin story. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you're right. It does feel incomplete. Like, it spent so much time on the villains where you could have taken, cut that in half, got the same point across. And... Well, I need to know about this guy collecting body parts of famous people. <laughs> Yeah, especially since they're both kind of also pretty similar. Like, it, they weren't too distinct, obviously, as we already discussed. We, we needed to give a bunch of time to two separate people. It felt like it could have very easily been them screwing with one guy and then giving us the backstory. Every time you flash back to the dinner table, she could, the contortionist could fill in Bazile on someone else's backstory. Whether you show it or yeah. not. You know, like, it, it seems like a missed opportunity. I feel if you Agreed. do it that way, though, you might have to have everyone have a connection to being hurt somehow by the um, mm-hmm. weapons manufacturers. Or one yeah. of them. I don't know. <laughs> what was the impetus for them all helping out again? Just that Just they, all they always do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fam- the family Because <laughs> they're all little The family all helps their own, basically. Yeah, but wasn't Bazile there Mama for, Chow like, a day? Just like, you better let us in on this. <laughs> Or else you have to leave. <laughs> this is what we live for. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't there a more use of the robots that guy kept making? I don't know. I was upset about that too. <laughs> oh, that was actually my biggest thing is like, 
when when they have him in the trunk and they use the magnet to pull all three of them up, wouldn't mm-hmm. that have just ripped the bullet out of his head? <laughs> that was like I don't know. Oh, oh they're gonna kill him. Oh Technically <laughs> he was in the trunk though. He was off Yeah, was it's like a giant off. fucking magnet. Strong well, yeah, enough to I mean the, the other car. Yeah, but it might be, the other it might people be pointed the, straight down. It's like the other people were in the car and their stuff inside the car got pulled up. Don't think about it. We can't kill the protagonist like that. Can you imagine but, if that had happened? I don't think it's the like, magnet we finally got him. is oh, conical. No. It's very straightforward. It's straight down. He was out of the magnet no, range. I think this is just a don't think about it thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I thought about it. I don't... Was you, what, you got to say anything else in your notes? Anybody else have any... In the running for favorite part of the crew? I mean, I or did is like... everybody I, on board with muscular old guy? I have a question that is the most important thing. What okay. was he eating? Was that like cheese? Oh, the little cheese? I assumed it was like some sort of... Yes. I was, Squeezable. my guesses were either cheese or toothpaste. Squeeze cheese. I hope not toothpaste. <laughs> Gross. You got to get a toothbrush for that. Yeah, I don't know. You have, you use um, what you have. I would definitely eat cheese like that. It looked tasty. I need some crackers. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I had some crackers with my cheese. Another stuff. thing, I don't know if it happened <laughs> more than three times because I didn't pay enough attention, but they kept, in a few scenes, there were like billboards of the scene that was happening in the background. Yeah, like I don't the car know that crushed, why they were doing through. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the was... most obvious one, but like there was just—I just mm. think it was just a cute little. I guess, but it was so weird. Yeah, but I mean, isn't of... isn't the majority of this movie? It's supposed to be that kind this of like charming, true, but still, offbeat. it just was like, why am I supposed <laughs> to take from this? <laughs> <laughs> but why? It's it's like, what is distract. the real story? We're going to pull out, and this is the Truman Show, and. It was meant to distract from on. having the from the bullet that didn't get pulled from the guy's head. I guess so. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if he was like intentionally didn't want to like pull everything together as much as the other like he was trying to make something just more you know, moment to moment, scene to scene, not having to be one big piece, you know, like having every like you said, they could have made somehow everybody was connected to these guys in some way or but just simple, enjoyable set pieces was seemed to be the goal here. Um, anybody got anything else on Micmax? Just again, they're not the best people. Like, what if some of those people had been <laughs> allergic to bees? <laughs> Their chicanery is not appreciated sometimes. I, I'm glad I finally watched it. I had owned it because I bought it like dirt cheap at some point, and I'm like, surely I'm gonna like this movie. And I'm glad I did. You are welcome. Yeah, but, but you didn't get the subtitles that say gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want that version. Oh, I thought of one other thing. The contortionist was wearing a bandit hat, also made famous in 2009 by Fantastic Mr. Fox. The weird little sock puppet. It looked like a sock with a hole cut in it. So uh, maybe it was just me. See, I haven't seen that movie because that animation creeps me out. Wait, was that a 2009 movie? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing that for the podcast? Um, That's a very good question. Like you would think I didn't want to just gush about my favorite movie of all time. I think you would have done know. it just to finally force me to watch it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the movie I almost made you watch was *Phantom Menace*. That was more thank targeted at men. Yeah, thank you for not doing that. <laughs> really the binge mode that. *Star Wars* has just started, and they've done 
the first two movies and it's been great i mean those movies i enjoy both attack of the clones and phantom menace i think they're at the bottom of the star wars heap but they've they've done some great insights into the good stuff that is in those movies while also taking the piss out of it every time it deserves it as well so um which is like 95 percent no um we're flashing back to 09 to do one of my picks and that is the coen brothers a serious man uh, has anybody seen this one? Yes. I have not. We but lost I, John. But I am excited. <laughs> did we Did we actually lose John? I have no idea. Lauren, did you enjoy A Serious Man? Wait, did I see this one? Uh, I thought, wait, like no, I think I'm professor. confusing it with... Um, uh, Suburbicon? No, I think I'm confusing <laughs> it. What's the one with... Oh my god, now I can't think of his name either. The guy from bringing it back to, uh, why can't I not think Kingsman? The guy in that, the older one who is British, what is his name? Colin Firth. Mm, Michael Caine? Colin Firth. Yes! Oh, the older one? We're calling him older? Colin Firth. I don't think he's in a Colin No, the one I'm confusing it with, it's not Cohen's, it's a single man. Oh, a single man. So you saw a single man. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen a serious man. Okay. A single man. Great movie. But... Very, very underrated movie. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad we have some serious man virgins here. Look at the parking lots. It'll make a lot more sense in a week. But yes, I love this movie. I think this is actually my favorite Coen Brothers movie, which is saying oh. something. From... Yeah, I mean, the Big Lebowski. Come on. I, Big Lebowski probably isn't in my top five Coen Brothers movies. Isn't? I don't know if I like Cohen. It's not. <sighs> I I love the Big Lebowski. I just, the Cohen brothers are hey, two of the best filmmakers. Hey, of yeah, Lord, it's overrated. No, you take that back. <laughs> like off the top of my head, I'm probably taking Inside Lewin Davis, A Serious Man, Oh Brother, Raising Arizona, No Country for Old Men, True Grit. True. I don't. Uh, I, Jesus, I really like True come Grit. On. I think True Grit is the only one of their movies I've seen that I do like. It's so good. I don't know. I. I saw it is. Martin it Day. is. It's great. I. I'm just saying. It's like these guys made some good movies. Raising Arizona is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, I saw Fargo. Oh, oh Fargo. Fargo is great. For sure. What are the? But these ones say he's oh, uncredited. Yeah. So the who? For Fargo and the Coen they didn't, brothers, was it just like one of the brothers and the other one helped them out or something? So they both the, the 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 credit structure used to be, I believe Joel was director, Ethan was producer, gotcha. and they both wrote it. But I think since No Country, they've just they they're both it's can, both of them apparently. So, anyways, so we're gonna talk about a serious man. I'll talk Coen brother rankings more next week. But um, I love this movie, and <laughs> I, I'm just going to put this out here right now. Once you get, just get through the first 10 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the first 10 minutes is what the fuck and weird, and we will discuss if it has anything to do with anything else in the movie. But the first 10 minutes might challenge you. I think it's good, but it just know it's completely out of left field. 
<laughs> and then we'll go from there. Until next week, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us wherever... No, where where are we at? At middleofrow.com. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch A Serious Man. And Amelie in a very long engagement. Yes. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Thank you.